Clubbeer, a show full of tips and practical strategies to repair, rebuild and strengthen your relationship. If you are currently stuck wondering if your marriage can be saved, or you know you want to save it but don't know how to go about changing it, this show is for you. And now here is your host, Nicola Beer, who specializes in a proven 10-step program to help couples increase their love, passion and happiness in their marriage in 30 days or less, guaranteed. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode. I'm thrilled you're here because I have a very special guest, Andrea Isaacs, who is a speaker, coach and trainer empowering the lives of thousands of people in 25 countries since 1994. Her unique body wisdom system increases emotional intelligence. Initially based on the Enneagram personality system, she uses neuroscience training techniques to help you maximize your potential in relationships, your happiness and your greatest success. She is also the creator of the EQ Quiz, and you can find that at eqquiz.com, which indicates your greatest gifts, strengths, and challenges in all areas of the Enneagram. She guides you in what to do about those challenges so your goals, dreams can come true with an ease that you never thought possible. So welcome, Andrea. Thank you, Nicola. It's great to be here with you. It's great to have you, and I'm really excited about what we're going to be learning about emotional intelligence because it's something that everybody is aware of, but not a lot of people really know what does it mean. So it's a really exciting subject, especially looking at it from the impact on relationships, marriages, and our own self-journey. So before we start, I guess the, the key thing would be to... I know that your work increases emotional intelligence. Could you tell us what exactly emotional intelligence is? Well, thank you. I think it is a great place to start. Uh, There's a more traditional definition I'll mention in in a moment, and then I've had my own sort of unique ways of describing it because of the impact my work has for people. So uh, in in one way you could say that emotional intelligence is knowing, uh, understanding, and accepting your own emotional responses. It's understanding and accepting someone else's emotions. And then, of course, managing your emotional reactions to another person or to a situation. And that's all really true. I'd like to put it a slightly different way, and I think there may be a little more clarity for what that means in one's personal life. It's being able to manage any challenging situation, a challenging person or a challenging life experience in a way that really honors and reflects your best and highest self and honors the best and highest of the other person involved and holds in mind the best possible outcome. And sometimes that means reacting in a way that's outside our comfort zone. And that's why sometimes people don't really increase emotional intelligence or they just say, well, you know, that's me, that's how I am, take it or leave it. And that is actually an example of not having emotional intelligence. So it also includes the ability to expand your emotional range and your flexibility. So in other words, if you tend to get triggered and get angry easily, it means developing the capacity for patience or curiosity. Uh, Or if you're shy, developing the capacity for being confident. So all of those kinds of changes can be outside your comfort zone. And people think that that kind of change is difficult. And it can be, but it doesn't have to be. And I have a way to make that easy. And that sounds amazing. Lots of times when I'm working with couples, it comes up and people will say, 
I, I react in this angry way, this is just who I am, or I speak loudly, or I shout when I speak, or I shut down, I don't, I don't talk about things, I need to, a few days to process things. So from what you're saying is that these habits that perhaps we feel that this is just who we are and we can't change, so it's possible to change them. It absolutely is. Of course, the first step is uh, really wanting to. You have to be motivated. Mm. And so when I work with clients, we, we're able to tap into that the motivation for change. For instance, um, if you have a client who's angry, chances are afterwards they realize they hurt someone and they may have damaged or at least challenged that relationship. And when I, when I work with them, I tap into their they have this incredible sorrow, feeling of loss. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. I'm so sorry. But the damage has been done. And once they recognize that, and in, my, in the work I do, I actually have them experience that emotion they don't like. It's kind of like getting the venom from a poisonous snake bite. Uh, you could die if you get bit, but there's an antidote that has some of that venom in it. And if you get that antidote soon enough, it's going to save your life. You could say we all have our own flavor of emotional venom. And so we just tap into that a little bit because it really um, increases the motivation to change. So an example is a client who had a short temper with his family. He had the short temper at work also because how we do anything really is how we do everything. Um, in this particular situation, he was uh, remembering his, his wife and his kids and, and his short temper. And, and in, our, in this exercise, he got in touch with the the pain and the hurt that he inflicted, emotional hurt, not physical hurt, but the pain and hurt he inflicted on his loved ones. And it deeply saddened him, and he was crying. And in this process, when we turn the energy around, we make that shift in the, in the body, something shifted, and his, it's like his heart center cracked open. And he threw his arms back, he threw his head back, almost like he was cracking his heart open. And there were tears streaming down his face. And uh, I, never, I never tell my client what their, their experience is. I'll ask them. And so I asked, you know, what is that energy saying about you right now? And I asked them to find a mantra, which is, traditionally is a word or phrase that captures really how we want to feel inside. And the words he said when his, his tears were streaming down his face were, I speak with a gentle heart. And he just started to sob. And that became a powerful mantra. His mudra, which traditionally is a prayer or meditation position, his mudra was arching back, opening his heart center. Or, you know, for people who don't want to arch backwards, you could also put your hands on your heart chakra because it allows you just to feel your heart and your love and your tenderness and so on. And to say those words out loud or quietly in your mind only. So next time, well, the way he can use this and the way others who are listening can use this, if you get triggered and you're angry, is to say to yourself, I speak with a gentle heart. And then what you say next will change. The words you use will change. The energy with which you speak will be softer. And instead of the other person get, responding with reactivity and their voice raising, and then you raise your voice, and they raise their voices, and then it becomes a fight. Instead of that, it could become a conversation. And you might even learn something about the other person. And the, the situation could get resolved and then it doesn't have to happen again because you've spoken with that gentle heart. Wow, that sounds really transformational, being able to do that. And I, um, I know you have an emotional intelligence quiz that I've actually taken and I found the, the blueprint absolutely amazing. So for the listeners, if you go to Andrea's website, she has an emotional intelligence EQ quiz. You get an emotional mastery blueprint 
what it does is it shows you exactly your your strengths, your challenges. Andrew, you describe, you know, what are the benefits? Why would someone want to take your quiz? Sure, I'd love to. So um, it's initially based on the Enneagram, which is a personality system. Ennea means nine, and it describes nine different personality styles. And each personality style has uh, is known for certain gifts and strengths that are just natural to them. And each style also has very predictable challenges. And when I was teaching an Enneagram class a little while ago, I wanted people coming into the class to already know their Enneagram type. And I thought, well, I could just send them a link. It's one of my favorite tests. And I thought, oh, I'm not, I don't really have a favorite test. I have some of those quizzes online that I like a little more than others. And some are free and some cost money. But I didn't have one that jumped to the forefront and said, oh, send them to this one. So this voice said to me, well, make up your own. And I said, no, I can't do that. And this voice said to me again, make up your own quiz. And I'm like, no, I can't do that because all these other tests are scientifically validated. And I don't know. And the voice wouldn't leave me alone. So I finally said, well, okay, if I did make up a test or a quiz, what would it be like? So I put one together, and I, I have a coach of my own, and I ran it by my coach who gave me some comments, and I tweaked it and uh, gave it to my coach again, and I tweaked it again and again and again. And I finally started to see something emerge, because there's something about the way I tabulate the results that is so visual, and you could see at a glance, not just what someone's personality type is, and, and really, knowing the Enneagram, the benefit is not just knowing your type, although that's a likely outcome in taking any quiz or learning the system, but really, we all have parts of all of the types in us, and we need all of those gifts to really you know, make our dreams come true, to have what we want to be, what we want to be, how we want to be in life. We need it all. You know, we all want to be confident like a leader and patient like the peacemaker and loving and connecting like the nurturer. You know, we want all of it. And we do have a core strength, a core type. So I thought, well, you know, I want to give myself the challenge of doing 100 of these conversations about someone's quiz results to see what emerges. And I'll never forget just the first few times I was tabulating the results, I saw a whole personality emerge. And the first conversations I had, I, I remember saying, well, you, you know, I'm just get, I don't know you at all. I'm just looking at this piece of paper, and I'll talk about what I see here, and you tell me if this resonates with you. And people were saying things to me. They said, you know, I don't know why I'm telling you this. I never tell my wife these things or my husband these things. And you just nailed me. I can't believe it. So there's a, there's a combination of things that are benefits in having this experience. One is there's just affirmation about your gifts. Hey, look, look how incredibly powerful you are. You have this, uh, such emotional range, and you really hold your ground. You're so powerful, and you're really great with, you know, I can go around the whole chart and talk about someone's gifts. So they feel uplifted. And then we look at some of the challenges, and they say, how does this show up for you in your life, you know? And I describe one of the challenging scores, what that means to me. And it's not just the insight you get. People get a little deeper insight about how, why they are the way they are. But then also what I do with my clients, when people start working with me, is there are ways to deal with to, to um, manage those conflict, those challenges that we have in a way that we can move through them with ease. It's not like, so me, I'm a shy person. And my, my challenge was always like holding my ground and speaking up for myself and having a voice. And, and uh, if I knew I was absolutely certain about something and someone disagreed, I would just let it go. I was a pushover. And then later I'd say, oh, God, I just I couldn't express myself. They wouldn't listen to me. It was me not holding my ground. So in simple exercises, you can actually learn how to embody something that is an antidote to a challenge. 
So if you're afraid or reluctant to bring up a difficult conversation because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings, there's a way you can hold your ground and speak your truth and stay connected to your heart, stay connected to this other person. So these physical exercises, you change the energy in your body. So that, and you anchor it. You anchor it in your body and you anchor it in your mind. So the next time that particular challenge arises, you can either prepare for it so it doesn't have to happen, or as soon as you notice it, there's something real easy you can do that first changes the energy in your body. It, it, uh, you've, you've created now a neural pathway for the expression of this new way of being. And that is so powerful. That's why this way of working cuts to the chase. It cuts through maybe years of therapy because you're changing the brain. And that's the driver of who we are and how we are. And when we do that, we can respond to that challenge in a different way, again, in a way that reflects our best and highest self. So in, in knowing and getting your quiz results, not just hearing the answers, but also having the conversation about what, is, what does this mean and what can I do about it? There's a way you can make change in your life that is quick, it's easy, it's deep, and it's lasting. Great. So what you offer then is, just to be clear, is people can do the, the quiz and then they can have a, a consultation and they can understand how it applies to their life, where they can grow emotionally, where they can make changes in their life emotionally to improve their, their happiness, their success rates, and everything that they're looking for. Is that correct? Yes, it is. I want to sort of modify that a little bit. Sure. So I've done now uh, probably close to 300 of those individual consultations. And yeah. so the answer to your question is yes in all of that. And right now about 500 new people have taken my quiz. And, and then there are many more coming in because of different summits I'll be on. And I've realized I can't have 500 conversations. It's really impossible sure. unless I can clone myself. So I'm doing something a little different that will still give a benefit and awareness and insight and tools for change. So it's a series of things. Um, if people do the quiz, they'll get them. Uh, and if they're interested, I'm going to host a webinar that's free that will go through all the scores and explain what it means. So at least they'll understand their chart because the, the chart is something you get immediately. But most people, especially when you don't know the Enneagram, they, they look at this and they're like, wow, what does this mean? And so on the webinar, I'm going to go through each score and describe that. And I'll take uh, questions. I'll, you know, I'll do a Q&A. I love that part. And, and then there'll be a follow-up course that I'm teaching, actually. It's virtual. So uh, you can listen at, at anywhere around the world. And if you miss a call, there'll, all be, uh, there'll be recordings of everything. And then I'm going to go through something that's a way to embody either the best qualities, the gifts of each type, or if you already have those, like if that is your type, you don't need to cultivate that anymore, but there's something that each type most needs in their personal development. Um, let's say, for example, the nurturer. One of the things they're known for is, uh, and I'll say this as a mantra, I have loving generosity. It's this person who, who reaches out and connects to eat people easily, and they're givers. They help. They nurture. They do that so naturally and have such incredible insight about what is needed. And I put my hands in my heart chakra, and I reach forward as I say, I have loving generosity. Or you could say, I reach out and connect easily to others. These are qualities this, this particular type are known for. And if you, already, if you are that type or you have a lot of that already, there's an alternative for each type, which is what this particular type most needs. Well, the nurturer is known to be a giver. They give, 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 give. What they really need in their next step in their personal development is to learn how to receive. So a mantra and a mudra that capture what 
that they capture what this type most needs, and I'm reaching my arms forward, imagining there's a person there, and I'm gathering into my heart chakra, I'm bringing my hands to my sternum, and saying the words, I'm receiving your love, help, and support. And as I do that and put my hands in my heart center, I allow whatever was in right in front of me to come in and to, so, and to feel that support. Because people who are giving all the time, they, they forget, they don't know that it's okay to receive. Sometimes they have the belief that it's weak or it's vulnerable. It's too vulnerable to need something. And they don't want to. But, you know, we're not here to do life alone. And so this is a really important mantra for someone of this type. So anyway, in this virtual class I'm teaching after the free webinar, we're going to go through, there'll be 18 mantras and mudras. That's two for each type. One capturing what each type is known for and one capturing what each type most needs. And we'll go around the whole chart. And that's a good next step for everybody because you can look at your scores and say, well, I've got a lot of, I've got that gift. I don't need that anymore. Well, maybe what's important then for that person is to cultivate the challenge for that type. Or I, t I talk about custom designing your mantras and maybe there's a way to combine the two together where it really has some meaning for you for each individual and uh, I will go through every score on that class and then of course people can always go deeper they could do private coaching with me and um, there's a live event where we go deeper into this but this is a way where I can be of service to more people and, uh, and anybody on that call will learn something about how to embody what's important for them in their relationships, in their own personal development, and, and also discover what's holding you back in your dreams. That's part, we can see that on your chart also. And when you see what's holding you back, I think what you'll learn from the class is something that you, a mantra and a mudra that can shift your energy so you can believe in yourself more easily. You can really anchor that and shift how you move through the challenges of building a business, for instance. Wow, I mean, thank you so much for all of that amazing information that you just shared. I'm really excited to, to join your webinar, and I can see that the, there's huge benefit in not only learning about yourself, but when you join the webinar and you're looking at your blueprint, and then you're looking and hearing about other people, you're going to say like, oh, I'm going to understand other people's behavior, whether it's your, your close partner or other people in your, in your close proximity. And that's going to be really powerful. And you mentioned that, that really important point about receiving. And sometimes we can just focus on giving and giving and not allow someone the gift of receiving. Or we may be on the other spectrum and we may be very good at receiving and find it difficult to give. So the, the fact that's one of the areas that your blueprint highlights will be really, really powerful. And I'm sure there's going to be so, so many. And it's interesting you said that sometimes these can change. So what do you mean by that? Is Do you mean that scores can change over time? Well, that's a really great question, yes. It, you, you might notice, even in a day, some, like in the morning, you might feel great. In the afternoon, maybe you're sitting down to get some work done and you get stuck. And then you start questioning, oh, am I doing the right thing? I, should I just let this dream go? Maybe I should just get a regular job. <laughs> or maybe someone pushes your buttons and, you know, we get irritated, we're happy. You know, we go through a zillion emotions in a day. So depending on uh, what time you, you do the quiz, what point in the day, what happened just before you did the quiz. So um, the, all the scores do change. Your core type does not change. Um, and... The challenge of this of your own personal type can go down because as you mature, as you learn some techniques for making this emotional change and for 
creating new neural pathways so you can embody more of the emotions you want. This is another way I like to define emotional intelligence, having more of the emotions you want and less of the emotions you don't want. So as you learn these techniques, you can reduce the challenge of your own type. So that changes. And you can also increase the strength and the gift of your own type. So once again, your core type doesn't change. And how much you access the gifts and how much the challenges show up in all the other types is very fluid. And so, yes, it depends on the situation, the point in time, what just happened, and also on your personal development and how much you're working on yourself. Yeah, I mean, I was just reading a book, I don't know if you've heard of David Rico, How to Be an Adult in Relationships. And he says, you know, the the act of self-care is, one, looking after your health, two, looking after your happiness, and three, doing emotional and psychological and spiritual development, growth. And we want to be growing in the areas. And that is actually self-care. And I I thought that was really, really powerful. And I loved what you said, is that the way you see emotional intelligence is having more of the emotions that you don't want. And I think we we most... The more of the emotions you do want. You do want, yeah. So, sorry, you do want, yeah, sorry. Um, And and I think in um, relationships, that is so true. That we, we, but we think that we're powerless. We think that, okay, I'm feeling resentful, I'm feeling negative, I'm feeling sad, and this is the way it has to be. So I'm wondering, would it be useful for couples for, for, or for individuals to know their partner's Enneagram type? You know, thank you for that question. I, I love working with couples, especially when I get to see them on the video on Zoom or, or Skype or something like that, because I see how the information, I see the expression on their faces, and I see it in how they look at each other. It's, uh, it's wonderful. There was, a, for example, there was a couple I was working with. Um, the woman had lost her mother um, a year ago, and we were in this conversation. There was a challenge. It's not something that was feeling distant between them. And, and when you get irritated about one thing, the irritation shows up in a lot of different ways. So we were all feeling that, that subtle irritation showing up. We kept feeling it. And then uh, as I was talking to the husband, something came up and he said, well, uh, yeah, but I didn't want to say anything about that to her because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. I don't want to make her feel sad. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, well, I knew last week was the anniversary of her mother's death. And I, I just, I, I was afraid to bring it up because I just didn't want her to feel the sadness. And her wife was sitting there. She's saying, really? Oh, my gosh. She said, I wish you'd said something. And she started to cry. And I said, well, you know, it's not too late. Why don't you do that now? What was it you would have said? if you had the courage or if you knew it would be okay. And so he started to talk to her about his memories of her mother. And she started to cry, but not in a, not in a way I can't talk about this, I don't want to feel it kind of way. And, oh, my God, you understand what I'm experiencing. I, you know, I love my biggest, I miss her. Thank you for acknowledging my mother and for acknowledging my loss. It melted all the other irritations that they'd been having. And it wouldn't have happened if we didn't have this conversation where he was afraid, you know, and he finally mentioned he was afraid to talk to her about certain things. And I kind of dove into that, and it released something that had been, uh, you know, showing up in an unspoken way. Wow, that's really powerful. I'm sure it was lovely to to witness that. Oh, I started crying too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful. I mean, it's, it's so important to learn more about ourselves and each other to have a, a strong and evolving relationship. Where can the listeners find your quiz? Yeah, it's a real easy link to remember. It's eqquiz.com. 
and it means there are two Q's in the middle, eqquiz.com. I, I have another story. Can I tell you another story about a couple? Yeah, I'd love to hear it. Thank you. So it was a woman who, um, she's, uh, she's really driven. She's very goal-oriented. She, there's never been a doubt she has a, a dream, and she's going to accomplish this. And when she's focused on her task of getting the things done she has to do, she, um, when, if her husband wants to talk to her, she gets a little irritated that it's going to slow her down. And, and she doesn't, she's offended. She's upset when he does that. And so something in him shuts down, like, oh, you know, she, she doesn't listen to me. She has no compassion. She doesn't understand. And, and something between, there's been a wedge between them. And as we were, went around the quiz in her session yesterday, um, something came up. And uh, because what the, this particular type most needs and what they forget is that deep heart contact. So the mantra that she's going to work with for herself. Oh, and she's a spiritual counselor. She's a, you know, she works with people and their emotions and their relationships. And she herself forgets to have that deep heart contact with her husband. So I, we, we had the mantra, we did the mudra, we did an exercise where, you know, she came up with this phrase, I value and take time for deep heart contact. And it was something that was uncomfortable for her at first because she didn't have the neural pathway for it. It's not because she's a cold person. No, she's out there helping a zillion people all the time. She's so warm. But when it comes to her own life, she's, you know, she's on a mission. She doesn't have time or so she thinks. And her husband's been suffering because he feels cut off. So she said, I can't wait to go home and tell my husband that this is important to me. (laughs) And so she's going to use, in fact, she got sent me an email last night that She's already talked to her husband, and he's so happy about this shift that she's already experiencing. It's already making an impact in their relationship. Wow, that's another beautiful story of just how impactful the the quiz and the the blueprint are. So I'm really excited to to find out more. So, wh- what about the webinar? Will when people do the quiz, will they automatically find out about the webinar, or how does that work? Yeah, that's the easiest way to do it. So yeah. they'll get um, they'll get some information about the quiz, and there's something I call the whammies. I, I realize not everybody knows what a whammy is. A whammy is like a blow, like something that really knocks you down. And then and, and we have that in our in our personality blueprint because when we see the red score, which reflects the challenges, it's like no wonder that's so difficult. Look at your score here. It's like a whammy. It's like woof, and then you're not. It's a knockout punch, right? And then there's something called a double whammy. A double whammy is like a double knot. It's a one-two punch. It's like boom, boom. And then you're really knocked out. Well, look at the chart. No wonder that's so hard to change. You've got a double whammy. So anyway, I, I, I'm having a little, you know, some fun with this. And I, I like if we can laugh at ourselves. And also helps us take this personal growth stuff not so seriously. So I think being lighthearted about it is useful. So anyway, there's some emails about the whammies that are insightful, actually. And then there is an invitation to that webinar. And uh, the, mo- the important thing to get started, if you're interested, is to go to eqquiz.com, and then you'll hear all about the whammies, and you'll hear about the webinar. Great. Thank you, Andrea. It's been awesome having you with us today. I've learned loads, and I, I'm really looking forward to joining your webinar. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you for having me here, and I, I look forward to seeing you on the webinar. Great. Thank you for listening to How to Save Your Marriage with Nicola Beer. To book your free Save My Marriage consultation, please visit www.savemymarriageprogram.com forward slash consult. And if you've enjoyed this episode, Nicola would really appreciate it if you could leave a rating and review on whatever app you're listening through so the show stays visible, allowing more people to get the support they need to increase their love, passion, and happiness. 